Hello and welcome everyone back to The Green Room, a podcast presented by the Handshake Agency for all you lovers of music and pop culture shiny things. Tiana Spita here with you once again, still in lockdown but no longer buried under a pile of boxes after recently moving house, so a small silver lining for me and I hope you're all having some silver lining wins yourself this week. Now, on to today's main event. It's not very often that two of my back-to-back podcast episodes relate directly to one another, but as luck would have it, I've inadvertently had a bit of a subliminal cold chisel fest last week and this week, mixed with some country spice for good measure. Last week, I was, of course, joined by the legendary Ian Moss and the equally prolific Troy Casadaly, with the two gents chatting about their impending team-up on the road for their Together Alone tour. And it really was an eye-opener into the very different yet uniquely similar worlds the two have stemmed up from. And I can tell you now, those live shows are going to be something truly special. Tickets are on sale for those shows, so get your guitars and acoustic feels at the ready. And as if last week wasn't enough of a legend fest, today's episode is another incredible dive into the world of dead-set Australian music royalty. With a brand new album, Flesh and Blood, freshly out in the world last week and a tour on the cards in September, COVID pending of course, Jimmy Barnes is a man who needs very little introduction. Passionate, engaging and incidentally in my personal top five of people I would invite to my ultimate dinner party, I'm deadly serious, Barnesy has defied the odds at every step of the way, from his rough and tumble teenage years joining Cold Chisel as their lead vocalist to becoming a beacon of hope during lockdown with over 100 videos of his family singing, reaching billions around the world and brightening up a very bleak year for a lot of us in 2020. While sadly the COVID crisis has proven to hold a bit more of a bite than we anticipated after things had just seemed like they were picking up around Australia, there is certainly no holding back a force of nature like Jimmy Barnes. Whether it's writing his new album, a cookbook, or just re-evaluating himself as an artist during lockdown, The best is apparently well and truly only yet to come. And today, Jimmy Barnes is jumping into the green room to chat family, truth, and the immense power of live music. Okay, well, Jimmy Barnes, thank you so much for joining me today on the green room. I know it's not actually your first rodeo um, coming on to the green room, but... It's first time with me, so first and foremost, thank you very it's much. Nice to, nice to be here with you, Tia. <laughs> well, how is everything going in your world so far? I mean, 2021 has obviously not been as smooth sailing as we all had hoped, but... It's, you know what? It's uh, It's been okay. I mean, um, uh, I feel I feel troubled for everybody who's had, who's had problems with, uh, with COVID and all that. But, um, you know, Jane and I have managed to, you know, sort of find a few, you know, shiny sort of things happening good things happening in the in the covid period we've spent a lot of time you know playing music writing books writing like stories writing songs uh recording uh so it's been it's been a busy time and and we've managed to do most of it from home which is really good so we're so um i guess the, the silver lining is we've got to normally we're, we're jane and i've been married for 40 years i went by the the other week and we've never spent more than three weeks in one place in that whole time so it's sort of been nice to sit sit back and just sort of reassess and 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 reevaluate what we have and what, yeah. and what we're doing well, congratulations on the 40 years. That's a milestone in itself. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, and more milestones that you're about to kick. I mean, you've obviously got this incredible new album coming out. You're about to release Flesh and Blood and also something completely almost unheard of in the last little bit is that you'll also be 
jumping out on a little tour as well. Um, mm-hmm. You've obviously all, released. All, all going well. Oh, all yes, I know. Well. Look, we're gonna we're gonna say it. We're gonna put it out into the world, and we're just gonna be very optimistic. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm quietly confident. I mean, you just got to keep your keep your chin up and, and go for these things. I mean, um, we um, we you know obviously we're planning to do. We've got a great great tour on plan, and, and we're, we're, we're rehearsing and and all that sort of stuff. So uh, we're ready to go. Yeah. yeah, well, fingers crossed, and I mean, it's like something we all need a little bit of, but with the album itself, we have had a little bit of a taste test along the way. You've released some incredible singles, but considering this is your 20th studio album release, I believe, how mm-hmm. does it feel to be I at mean, this? solo record, yeah. Solo I mean, record, like, it's There's about another 15 before that. <laughs> yeah, actually, let's let's add them all up together. <laughs> we can stack them all <laughs> one by one. I think, I don't know, but including live albums, and I don't know, there must be 50 or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Well, but uh, but it's really, um, I mean, they're all really, they're all just like new for me. You know, you make, when you make a record, I mean, there's that cliche, they're all like children, but it's actually, you, you put all this work into these into these things and, and until the day it goes out, you're there, you're, you're uh, changing, adjusting, ma- mixing, make sure covers are right, getting this right, getting this in order. And then comes that day of release and you, and you finally let, let go of the thing. It's sort of, it's sort of a, a, bit, a big step to just let go of it and let it go to the world. So uh, I'm sort of excited. Yeah, That's amazing. And does it feel like any different considering you do have so many under your belt? Like does this time around feel any different considering there's been um, a little bit of a strange lead up? potentially compared to last time no you know if, if anything it's 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 different and it's just in such a personal mode i mean um the you know the songs obviously the songs themselves stem from from the sessions that we were doing on social media with jane and myself the, which we you know called the jane barnes band mm-hmm. uh where and that started out just as um as simply as you know jane and i we, we realized we we're going to be locked down at home and we thought we'd better do something keep ourselves entertained and uh jane said i'm going to learn guitar and and she started learning. You know, she'd learn a song, and she said, "Oh, what, can we sing this song?" And so we'd, we'd learn the song that she'd that she'd learned on guitar. And and she and she one day she said, "Why don't we put this up on on the internet? Just you know, reach out to people who are locked away." So we did this, and it worked really. It was a really nice thing, and people really responded, and they really appreciate the fact that we were thinking about them. But it became it took on another life uh, further down the track. It became a sort of a, a, a link, a, a, a connection for us to the world as well. So like we were trying to connect to people uh, for their sake, we connected for our sake in the end. And then and then it sort of rolled around again. And and I realized that you know after forty years of being married and being in the one place, the, the, here we were. Uh, in lockdown doing these songs that were totally out of our comfort zones just learning them as we go and and it was finding it was making jane and i connect in in a lot of ways so so it made me think a lot about relationship and a lot about family and a lot about um you know love and 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 you know the and love love is a big broad word you know it's not mm. anybody that looked looked at our videos you know i mean there was a million comments saying how how beautiful it was and how you know you look at jane and she loves you so much she's smiling at you and all this sort of stuff and but if you seen the video a, a minute before you know when she was wanting to kill me <laughs> you realize that when you say love it's love is about work and effort and about and about it's not just all shiny and, and nice it's about it's about lots of different things so um we um we, we learned a lot about each other doing this and that's what led me to writing the songs for you know originally i was gonna this is this album was inspired by these songs and i thought oh we could do some covers and stuff but then i thought i'd rather write about my real experiences with family my real experiences with love my real experience with relationship and um and so i started writing flesh and blood and the songs you know they all they all have a lot of meaning to me um 
I mean, Flesh and Blood, the first single itself, you know, really that, you know, you can sit there and look into the eyes of your children and you can see all the really good things that, you, that you've given them. But you can also see the bad bits. And, mm. um, and, uh, and, and that, uh, when I first thought about that, that worried me. But then, then I realized that my kids are like sort of, you know, version 2.0 of me, you know. And the, the things that took me 60 years to sort of get on top of, my kids were getting over by the time they were 14, you know, <laughs> because they have their mother's DNA as well, you see. Mm. So, so it's about, about, about that passing on your, 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 your strengths and, and, and giving your kids the right launching pad. Uh, the songs about, about um, uh, the, you know, there's a song called uh, Till the Next Time, which I wrote about, you know, I, I, have, I have a wonderful family and a great and a great life. Uh, but, you know, there's still moments So those moments at night when you lie there in bed and you can't get off to sleep and you start thinking, am I good enough for them? You know, mm -hmm. am I am I good enough? Am I being the best person I can be? What can I do to make myself a better person uh, and be better for my family? And, you know, and you, you, you rack your brain, you think, oh, did I do this? Did I do that? And then eventually you work through it and everything's OK until the next time it happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just that thing about self-doubt in, within relationships. And there's also, you know, the stories in the, that I wrote about. Uh, you know, I wrote about you know, um, the end of the road. I wrote about my mum and dad's relationship. I wondered how it was for them being, you know, my mum was 21 years old with five kids in Glasgow in a violent, abusive, drunken relationship. And and how do, how do you find romance or hope in those situations in, in the bleak streets of, of poverty stricken Glasgow. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was, it was, uh, so I had, I was trying to put myself in their position and see from there how love and how romance and how a relationship went from them. And, and all these, all these things that, you know, they, they sort of came together. There was a thing that there was a point where I realized I asked Don Walker, my, who's like my brother and one of the great songwriters and my ears, my brother. And, uh, and I said to Don, I need a song for this record. And he sent me this song called the truth. And, uh, and, and, uh, and one of the lines in that song is, this is all I have to give. And, uh, and I realized that, uh, the common thread and all these things, when you look at relationship, when you look at family and the best thing you can bring to that is the truth. Mm. If you can, if you can speak the truth, even when it's really tough, if you can, if you can see the truth, even when, when people are trying to deceive you, if you can, if you can reach for the truth and face the truth, um, then then relationships have a chance and so that's that's a sort of the core message of the album so then of course i had to try and get it on on a record <laughs> <laughs> well it's lovely too i mean obviously it's come out of a bit of darkness that we all kind of went through previously but yeah it's a celebration of family i mean i had a friends of mine who said literally crediting your live streams to keeping their family sane at one point too so like obviously there's been a lot of Almost oh no! Therapy no so we, for everyone. We, we, we literally had, you know, over over the, the, the we we recorded two hundred songs or something, and we literally had like sort of two billion reaches. You know, they, they either directly watched these songs or they heard them from friends or somebody somebody told them about them. Um, uh, so these songs, you know, and and I think what they what it did was it, it didn't sort of make me feel like oh yeah, you know, we're doing something special. It made me realize how much it's 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 the it's the the comp the thing that's things that we have in common the doubts the fears the you know the the hope the love this is the, the the human experience and we all share that and it doesn't matter if you're a singer or you're a butcher or a mechanic or you or you're you know you're on your own or you're gay or you're straight we all go through these these fears and self-doubts and hopes and dreams and uh so so it just made me realize the connection that we all have which was really great when you consider that this was this point where we all felt sort of so remote and so uh, unconnected 
Yeah, it's that incredible power of art. I mean, it can really unite people in so many ways. And the familiar overtones, I mean, aside from the album title itself, like Flesh and Blood, there's no question there that there's already going to be some familial things happening. But it was quite literally a family affair. I mean, obviously, Jane jumped in on it too, Mm -hmm. but you had family involved Mm -hmm. on the mic. You had family involved behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I had that. I had my, 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 one of my grandkids helped engineer on the record yeah. and sing backing vocals, uh, not Tyra. Um, you know, my, my son-in-law engineered and, and played bass. My son played drums and, and some piano and, and sang. My daughters all sang on the record. My wife played acoustic guitar and sang on the record. Mm. Um, you know, I had songs written by my children, written by me, written by my, my, my closest dearest you know, friends and family like like diesel and and don walker uh so the, in, and it was even even there's a there's a cover version that i do with the, with eliza jane my, my number two daughter um mm-hmm. a song called the tennessee waltz and now that song came into being because um before covid we, we i was doing this thing where um uh, every christmas i'd take the family somewhere really special and we'd get all the kids and all the I've got a lot of grandkids by the way, and we get us all in one place for Christmas. And we spent one 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 of these Christmases uh, by the sea in Scotland, uh, and because I wanted to bring them all back to where I came from, and 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 this house had a piano in it. And I remember standing around the piano one night, and my daughter Eliza Jane sang the song called Tennessee Waltz. And it's you know it's you know, obviously written in in the, from the you know the hills of Tennessee in America. And uh, and as they were doing it, and particularly in the setting where we were, it just reminded me of a Scottish song. And I re- and so I, I, you know, I did when I when we were doing the two hundred songs with, with the Jane Barnes band, I did it one night with Jane, and I played bagpipes in it just yes. to, to take, make it even more Scottish. And I thought that song just sounds like a Scottish song. So it sounds like sounds like a song, you know, about about a, you know a broken-hearted Scotsman could write. And and um and it was sort of a hillbilly song. <laughs> so I looked into the 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 the, the root. Of, of the word hillbilly and the hillbillies, the original hillbillies were Protestant Scottish immigrants who went to the black Hills and, you know, and went down to Kentucky and, and they were, they were, it was, they were going into the Hills and there were billies. They were, they were followers of King Billy, the, 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 the King, the Scottish King. So, um, so the hillbilly music came from, came from Celtic music and from Scottish music. And it was funny just to see that whole round in that big circle, how, how connected we all are once again. Mm-hmm. So that's why that song was on. And plus I'll just think my daughter sings it so beautifully. Oh, agreed. And I just love that I also know where the word hillbilly comes from now. Yeah, yeah no, it's great. You can we're, spot we're, it from... You're, you're looking at one. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, I probably am too, likewise. <laughs> I think we're all a bit, you know, don't worry. I we're agree. all connected. We're I all connected. Agree. Um, I guess considering, obviously, there was a lot of inspiration coming through, like there's a lot of stuff going on during COVID that may have actually amplified. I know you did a lot of the recording during the whole dreaded lockdown stuff, but yeah. considering mm-hmm. you do have such a prolific career in your wake like what is still inspiring you creatively and lyrically at this point do you still feel like you have so much to say as an artist well to tell you the truth i mean about five years ago when i wrote working class boy i i suddenly i, I really felt like i unlocked the door you know i think i started to really connect with myself um uh there was a there was a lot of stuff that i had never faced in my life you know trauma as a child and all that sort of stuff and somehow it was sort of like therapy for me writing that book and and i did it i did it just for myself really but but ended up connecting with a lot of people too but somehow in the unlocking of that that those moments it allowed me the opportunity not only to face my childhood but the the knock-on effect that childhood had on me and all the the good and the bad things i'd done in my life and i had and it was that thing about the truth again mm. i had to face everything and some of it was really tough but it, but it allowed me to feel finally because I'd spent my whole life, you know, um, 
really running from from feeling. I didn't stand still long enough to feel. I didn't want to connect with anybody long enough to feel. My 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 best defense was attack. Uh, and 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 through writing that book, I found a way to drop my guard and and just allow things to be instead of trying to trying to be in control of everything. Uh, and from that, it's just, it's just really allowed me to have so much creativity I'm, you know I'm, I'm writing fiction books i'm writing kids books i'm writing i've got a cookbook coming out in a month with my wife um i've written i've written and recorded two albums i've got another album in the can ready to come out mm-hmm. um uh you know and, and i'm in the process of writing another thing at the moment a, ch- a kid's another kid's story mm-hmm. so it just it seems to have unlocked a lot of creativity and uh and and because of I've found that freedom by by looking at myself and and starting and starting to look only just starting to look at the truth. I think um, I think honestly I can I can honestly say that my best work my the best of me is still to come. You know, which I which gives me a lot of joy and you know and a lot of hope. Yeah, and it's so inspiring too. I mean, that's the thing is that we're all works in progress and no one's ever Absolutely. a finished product. And it's kind yeah, of absolutely. it's an exciting thought really I'm, I'm, I'm 65 years old and you think you know you go oh, yes yeah, you know you've, you've done your bit you know but i reckon as long as you're growing as long as you're learning as long as you're, you're willing to stay open you're gonna you can keep you can keep you know progressing as a human being and you know that's my that's my goal i just want to i, I want to be a better singer i want to be a better songwriter i want to be a better communicator but i want to be a better husband friend father grandfather I, you know if i can do all that they all go it's not they're not, none of them are remote they're all they're all entwined and uh, and i think as long as i keep doing that you know and I'm, you know and eventually you know i'll, I'll probably die a happy fella 100 yeah, percent. and i'm secretly really excited for this cookbook too i need a lot of recipe inspiration so well the, the cookbook is really special i mean jane is is an incredible cook i mean i'm not bad i'm pretty good i'm a, I'm a good cook myself and my kids are all good cooks but um these recipes are the recipes that Jane uh, and I have cooked in our family. You know, the, the recipes that have taken us, you know, the, when, when, we've had, when we've suffered losses in the family, when we've had celebrations in the family, when we've had deaths, when we've had, you know, weddings, when we've had, you know, every, every stage of our lives, these are, the, these are the recipes that have nurtured our family. And it was our way, Jane and I, uh, we, we did this as a way, as sort of a, as a gift to the kids and the grandkids for the future. So all these things that have been the connection of their lives, they're going to have now in, in one spot. And, and they'll be, you know, they'll, whenever they cook them or eat them, they'll be, think about it, you know, yeah. and, and it's, and it's just, it's been a real labor of love. And it's, it's actually, you know, the, the team that Jane's done a hell of a lot of work on it and the team that are together, they've done it, the beautiful photos, beautiful recipes. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where you know, it's just, it, it's like making a record, you know, cooking and, you know, it's, it's, it's all like they're all parts of the, you know, aspects of the soul. Mm. And uh, and aspects of you know of love and uh, and so you know it's like art and music and theater and dance and bloody food you know they're all they all you know they and love they all go hand in hand yeah they all feed the soul yeah, and they um, do. are we going to get the buns shortbread recipe in this cookbook are you finally going to it's in there, re- oh, it's in there. Yes. But, you, but you know they've got to tell you the truth that those just shortbread that we put out in the tin that was actually the Jane Jane Jane's grandmother Jane Jane's Irish grandmother she's she's a, her her stepfather. Is, has a, has an Irish fat Australian family, and that was their shortbread recipe, and it's Jane's Granny Violet's recipe, and it's in the cookbook. Oh, excellent! Well, this is good news because I do love a bit of shortbread. So secretly, <laughs> I know, very so happy, so so yeah. Love it. <laughs> You're gonna love it. There's so many good recipes in this book. Yay! Coming up after this short break, Mr. Jimmy Barnes chats emerging as a better singer after lockdown, his stint as a bass player, and the moments in his life that quite literally kept him alive. All that and more after this. <laughs> 
An Elmo doll that wants to kill its owner. A kids TV show where the main character has a giant penis. Poop flavoured ice cream. A meme that destroyed someone's life. These are just a few of the hot button issues we tackle here on That Sucks. A podcast for your ears. I'm Troy Nabobon. And I'm Dan Cribb. And if you don't listen to That Sucks on the Handshake Agency Network, then you suck. Join us each fortnight as we unpack some of the biggest fails across pop culture and beyond, joined by the occasional special guest. Head over to thepodcasts.com.au to check out That Sucks now. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever good podcasts are sold. On the topic of feeding the soul too, I mean, for a lot of us, we all kind of realised, or I know I didn't know everyone I spoke to, how, how much live music was so essential for that kind of connection with that art form. And he's hoping that we are going to be able to go ahead with this. Yeah, listen, sure. there could be a few setbacks on the way, but I think uh, I think we're well on the way to sort of getting through this. But I mean, it may, I, I'm, you know, in a way, it's a good thing that we realize how important that that live music thing is to, mm. to everybody. Music is like it's like it's like communion. It brings us all together. You know, it's it's not not, not I'm not saying it's religious, but it's that spiritual thing where mm. you get in a room um, and as a singer, I get in a room and, there's, you know, whether, whether it's 300 or, or 3000, or 30,000 punters in front of you, I'm I'm only as good as the people I'm singing to. You know, mm-hmm. that audience makes me and lifts me and makes me a better singer and helps me get in contact with my soul more. Yeah. And I think that's what we do when we get into a room and listen to music together. We we experience some sort of, you know, spiritual, you know, we, we, we get together. And whether it's a, a punk band or a soul band or a bloody, an acoustic act, that's what it is. It's about that, that, shared moment in time uh and and it's it's a it's something that i i miss incredibly i've you know i've toured non-stop for you know the last 40 years 45 years and so to have 15 months where we where we were sitting back you know i i, I took the took i took the time to learn a lot about my voice and learn a lot you know a bit different singing to a, a zoom camera or to a mm. telephone but even in that, I ended up sort of learning more about singing in this time, so that I could bring it back to the table when I when I came back out and played live. And I've done a, done a couple of warm up shows, and I and I really noticed I'm now using a lot of different aspects in my in my voice. Where whereas before I used to go out and all I wanted to do was pin everybody at the back of the wall. Yeah, I'm sort of I'm doing now doing it a bit sneakily. I'm, I'm you know I get I get up there and I can I can you know win people get them to drop the guards then pin them to the back of the wall. Yeah, lull <laughs> them into a false sense of security. I love it. <laughs> But it's good. I've learned a lot, and I think I think I think we've all learned how much music means to us. And you know, live music's really important. Mm. And um, and there's a lot of great Australian, you know, performers and 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 great people touring as well who want to come on tour. And I just I think we're all going to get up there and we're going to go, yeah, let's go see live music again, which is really great. Yeah. And tell me, I don't like to play favorites very very often, but considering you will be armed with a brand new album on this next run of shows, like officially celebrating Flesh and Blood. Is there one or perhaps two songs on the album that you are really keen to christen live finally? Well, you know, um, um, there's a song. There's a song, um, you know, called uh, called Circles, which I really love. I'm dying to do because just I just like the feel, and it's sort of one of those things about you know when you get in a rut and you, you start. It's about relationship when you start to fight, and and you know you you talk and you talk at each other and you don't listen, and you, you seem to say the same same things over and over again, and you get lost in the loop, and uh, and the only way to get out is, is to get the truth out and move on. There's a song about that on there, which I think is really 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 great. There's a couple. There's a couple of songs on this. You know, that I that I that I really 
Um, you know, there's a song called I Move Slow, which is um which my my son Jackie wrote, which is so beautiful. And and it's and it's you know, and it you know, it's time moving fast around you. But Jackie, my son, just sort of moves slow and he just moves with the flow. And it, and it's really beautiful. And and I think it's it's quite it's gonna be quite funny for someone who like myself who's so hyperactive. <laughs> singing that that lyric uh so so i like i like the sort of the, the sort of the the, the, the juxtaposition mm. so um, there's a bunch of songs on this all of these songs i'm really looking forward to playing live and you know and i'm also looking forward to you know because i want the show to be a, a bit of a trip through not only just the, you know all aspects of love of that of, and, and life and and family and that includes cold chisel you know my family when i when i grew up in that sort of dysfunctional family when i joined cold chisel uh, when i was 16 they became my family and they are my brothers and uh and we in the life what we spent so there'll be some of their songs in this tour as well because they're part of my my essence mm-hmm. uh, and songs like you know the songs that are, that are a working class man you know which is a song that sort of burnt into my soul because of uh because of you know where, where i came from you know? and i and it doesn't matter how many good cars I get or how many nice houses or how many, whatever I've got, uh, you know, that's always there in my vision. That The fact that I came from that and, and I can see people out there going through the same thing as I've gone. Mm. And that thread of authenticity and that thread of family seems to really just permeate through everything that you touch, it seems, which is quite incredible. Yeah, well, you know, but it's it's just very important to me and it's just something that, you know, I mean, um, the the fact you know e- even in my darkest times and in, in my wildest days the family were the, were the thing that sort of grounded me that sort of kept me you know was, otherwise I would have, I would have floated off long ago you know yeah. I probably joined the twenty seven club you know yeah. uh, there were the, there was always that the, you know that connection to to Jane that connection to my kids that connection to my you know people I was singing to they just we kept one foot on the ground even though it looked it looked at times I was I was flying high yeah. <laughs> so so that, so it's a really important thing to me. And the music, music has been that that the key to that that connection. So so you know I owe I owe a hell of a lot to to be able to perform, being able you know in within because of music I've met really really special people that you know people like Don Walker and, and Mossy and Phil and you know Steve that who were just so close to me and 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 helped you know in in you know when I was hell bent in absolutely destroying myself they they've said no nah, you better not. Mm. <laughs> and here we are with seemingly the best still yet to come by the sounds of it too which is well that's what phenomenal. i think that's what i feel i feel like i feel like my best work is still in there and, mm. and it's still coming and i feel really positive yeah well that's or even more inspiring it just builds and builds it's like a lasagna of inspiration for me right now <laughs> <laughs> but um quickly i would love to touch on you did bring up obviously when you first started with cold chisel like at a very very young age can you yeah. describe to me like tying back to that whole like quote unquote spirituality of being on stage what was it like the first time you actually walked out on stage with them oh. and experienced that moment well you know it took a while because i used to get on stage and i was really i was really quite afraid and um i remember the first quite quite a few gigs i did i sort of faced the, the back of the stage i didn't look at the audience at all uh there was a point where i think after after about you know six months of doing shows and coaches and we, we work really hard where suddenly I felt this connection with the audience, and and that was that was sort of like very very liberating. I mean, I, I went from from coming from this fear basing to 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 feeling the first, I guess, f- moments of feeling any control in my life, and and I and 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 then I tried to of course destroy that. Uh, and so and amongst all this sort of wildness, there was the, I I remember there was times where. 
I was so smashed and so out of it and so out of control. And the only time I would feel that control was when I was on stage singing with that band. And it was like, it was like being in the eye of a storm. The whole world was spinning around me, but I'd be standing on the stage and it'd be dead still. And I'd just be there and I could go, there's the song. And, and, and it would, and it would just come out and it was, there were the moments that sort of kept me alive. So uh, it's, it's a very, very special, you know, music's been a very special thing for me. Yeah. And particularly learn, you know, with that band, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And the what what was to come? I mean, who could have ever predicted what would of come course, from course, facing yeah. away from the ground? <laughs> and very, very soon after I would step out of the eye of the storm and into the whole whirlwind again and yeah. just be all, all going on again. So but but and I've you know, I've got to admit so there was times where that was more attractive than being in the calm of the storm. Too. Absolutely. I, I quite I, in amongst all that chaos you can hide, you know? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes chaos is the best place to hide, I think. So yeah, you're onto yeah. something there for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't adv- I wouldn't advise people to try it too often. No. Because it's really easy to lose yourself. Yes. Just an occasional dabble. Just in case. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> and I know at that year, at that time too. I mean, I have read that you know singing wasn't actually something you were initially quite keen on, and I believe it was your, one of your brothers or your brother introduced you. Yeah, my brother that was as always, a passion. Yeah, Swanee, Swanee was a singer. I, I used to play football. I always loved music, but I wanted to be a bass player. You know, I, yeah. I like I like I like playing bass. And uh, and and the only reason I, I remember I t- the reason I took up singing was we um we rehearsed our band. My first band, I was like when I was 14, my first real band. And uh, we rehearsed up all these songs. And, and we had a singer who was, he was a goalkeeper in our football team. He was a big, big, good looking fella. You know, and, um, and we didn't know each other that well. We rehearsed all these really tough rock and roll songs. And we got to our first show and he turned up. And unbeknownst to us, he was a massive sort of David Bowie fan. And he turned up in fishnet stockings and, and eye makeup and, and high heels and stuff. And we said, you're not coming on stage with us like that. No, because uh, we, we weren't, we, we, we were hard rock band and and we were playing in elizabeth where i grew up which was a really tough place we were to get killed so he he left the band before we started the first gig and i had to sing that night and so i only sang because we didn't have a singer and nobody else in the band could sing so and then i couldn't play bass and sing very well so uh, but all right, I'll get rid of the bass and I'll, and I'll, and we got, and one of my mates played bass and I sang. So that's how I, and, 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 I, and eventually it became something that I really loved. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, I get up, I get to be able to get up there and share my, the, the good, the bad and the ugly of, of myself every night on stage. It's mm. like primal therapy, you know, some nights I get up there and it's just, you know, I walk off and, and, and I feel like, you know, I go on stage and I feel like I've got the world of the weight of the world on my shoulders and I come off and I feel like I'd float away. Um, yeah. It's really it's incredible. So it's a it's a real gift, you know. Music's a gift, and I think you know. I think audiences feel that when from from bands as well. When I go see great music or I hear if I put on a great record, it just transports me, you know. And and that's that's the joy of music. I like that you were going to be a bass player. I only wanted to be a bass player because it had less strings on the guitar. So well, that's that, that was part of it too. That was part of it too. <laughs> I, I'm, one of the shows we we did later when I when I, when I was trying to learn bass and sing, I actually I actually broke three strings on the bass. And, and and still managed to finish the gig with just one. So that tells you how good a bass player I was. I, I didn't need the other three. I was just shocking. Ah, <laughs> hey, one's better than none. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'll take it. Well, Jimmy, it's incredible to see how many exciting things you have on the horizon. But obviously, first and foremost, a huge congratulations on Flesh and Blood. It is truly stunning. It is so, so inspiring. Much. And he's hoping we can just all enjoy it and have that beautiful moment all together with you bringing it to life on stage as well. Yeah, we have to, let's see if we let's get out there. I mean, you know... Things are always, it's like moment, in flux at the moment. You never know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. But I think we're all, I think we're powering ahead. We're going to be okay. 100%. Well, thank you for joining me on the Green Room. Nice it's to talk to you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All the best. Thanks, Speak Jimmy. to you soon. Bye. See you later. Bye. 
What a human and what a gorgeous album to add to his ever-growing repertoire with the brand new album Flesh and Blood from Jimmy Barnes out and about right now. And today he's clearly proved yet again that he is equally prolific with his stories as he is with his tunes. And I am personally so honoured to have been able to grab a chat with him in and amongst the overachieving he's continuing to do in 2021. The upcoming planned Flesh and Blood live shows has, as of this week, unfortunately been postponed until September, just simply due to the ongoing uncertainty with borders and the dreaded continuation of COVID outbreaks. But that just gives you more time to sit and experience this incredible new album in the meantime. And I'm sure Jimmy will be using this time to probably conjure five more albums and maybe even a new fitness craze along the way. Who knows? A giant thank you to Jimmy Barnes for joining me and also thank you to you, dear listener, for joining me today. Whether you're tasting that sweet, sweet freedom out and about or, like me, you are hoping to be freed out of lockdown imminently. Either way, it's an absolute pleasure to spend some time with you today and I hope you have an epic weekend ahead of you, regardless of the old COVID insanity. It's the same old story when you get to this point in the podcast. Like, follow, subscribe, all that jazz. But in all seriousness, if you are enjoying what you're hearing with these episodes, chucking the podcast a cute little review or even a follow or a like means that we can keep bringing you these chats. And please don't be shy to let me know what you're liking or even what you want to hear. I promise I don't bite unless you're trying to steal my hot chips. Um, I'm always keen to know what floats your boat. As always, you can catch all episodes of The Green Room and a bunch of other podcasts over at thepodcast.com.au. That's podcast plural. And you can also have a watch of Green Room episodes up on YouTube too. Search The Podcast. Or you can have a go at typing my extremely difficult name into YouTube and you should find exactly what you're looking for. It's been a treat. Stay safe and sane out there. And I can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Podcast from the Handshake Agency Network, produced by Tiana Speter and Andrew Mast, with Pharrell D'Souza and Henry Gibson providing research. Recorded and engineered by Zig Parker, executive producer Craig Trewick.